What up, y'all? On this episode, we got the homie Rick, a.k.a. Inks, and the homie George, a.k.a. World Peace. Two talented individuals. The homie Rick is an artist. He's a street artist, a tattoo artist, a body painter, among other things. The homie George is a badass DJ. World Peace is a DJ name. Right? I'm sure you've seen him around, both of them. But of course, like every other episode, we never just talk about what they're known for. We talk about anything and everything. And this episode is, is just like that. We go into everything. We talk about their backgrounds, how they became friends. They've only been friends for a little bit. When they met, they hit it off. And they're like brothers now. So they tell us about that. Inks tells us about growing up in Juarez. He was born in El Paso, raised in Juarez. George shares uh, several childhood stories. We hear about George's recent travels to Mexico, to Cancun, Acapulco. Anks tells us about the time he competed and won a popular reality show that was also a body paint competition called Skin Wars. He actually won that shit, and he talks about all the crazy things that happened after that. He won uh, $100,000. He got to travel the world. He tells us about the time he was partying with RuPaul and talking about Kurt Cobain with RuPaul. All kinds of crazy shit. You know, we answer some Facebook questions, things like that, and much, much more. All right. Big shout out to all the listeners. Much love and thanks to the listeners. Keep spreading the word. Keep sharing my posts. And please, please, please keep sending me feedback. Whether it's a comment, whether it's in my inbox, whether it's a text message. Keep sending me feedback, guys. I love hearing the feedback. I love sharing the feedback with others as well. I just like, I just like reading it and hearing it. But it's also a cool way to, to promote the show as well. So I do appreciate anybody that's ever sent me feedback in the past. All right. I hope you enjoy the show. Sweet Jesus Radio. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Sweet Jesus Radio. I'm your host, Sweet Jesus. My guests tonight, we got two very talented individuals. We were just, uh, you know, I ran into them at a club bar one night somewhat recently. And we're like, you know what? We need to do a fucking episode about, about you guys. Uh, the gentleman to, in front of me to my left, super sick, dope-ass artists. Uh, I know you've heard of them once you hear the name. Got the homie to the right. Dope-ass DJ. Uh, socialite. <laughs> socialite. <laughs> you see him everywhere. He's always traveling. We got the homie Anks and Georgie, a.k.a. World Peace. What's up, guys? What's up, man? What's up? What's up? Hi, hi. You guys can hear me on the, on the headphones, right? Yes, we can. Hell yeah. All right. So again, man, like we said, we're just, uh, you know, we're just fucking around at the bars. We said we got to do an episode, have some fucking fun. So we're going to keep it real hang loose for the listeners. This is just one for, we're doing for fun. But of course, these uh, gentlemen have, uh, you know, pretty eventful lifestyles. So it's going to be a good one, I, I think. So we'll start with, uh, let me see, check my notes since my laptop isn't up. But the first, the one thing I noticed, man, because I, you know, I've known George for a little bit. I met you somewhat recently, but of course I've seen you around. Um, but I started seeing, you know, pictures pop up of you guys. How long have you guys been friends or what happened, man? Just kind of give me the background of, of y'all's friendship. 
Because you guys seem really tight and shit. You know what I mean? Who, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Skylar. Um, yeah, we haven't really known each other from not even more for the year. It's oh, been about okay. like it's eight, one of those. Yeah, it's about March. 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 What's, yeah. what's so, today? <laughs> October or something. What, what year is it? 26. <laughs> <All right>. so, <laughs> Where am I? Why am I tied up? Yeah, so it seems like one of those, I had a similar you know, friendship. My homie Serge, rest in peace. You know, people thought we were friends for fucking years, but I knew him for like a year maybe. You know what I'm saying? But we just hit it off right away. Is that is that the case with you guys? Yeah, that's what, hit that's, it off? that's what happened is that uh, these guys were doing a project at uh, Faded Barber. They were painting the patio. And uh, I went I went to hang out with uh, Adrian, the new Adrian. So tell me who these guys are first, well, and tell these me what guys, Faded Bar well, is. Well, it also. was uh, Faded Barber. It's owned by Mike Armstrong. It's and, a bar, and, right? Yeah. Just for just for the listeners, so, and so um, we know what the fuck we're talking about and shit. My boys, which are my brothers now, it's uh, Los Visionaries. Oh yeah. And the day that I met them, I didn't think I was ever gonna be a visionary. I didn't Holy even know shit. what a visionary yeah. was. What's a visionary? What is a visionary? Visionary is just pretty much someone that is lost, but found. Oh, shit. You know? And it just takes another visionary to realize that you're a visionary, you know? Pretty yeah. much. It's only the visionaries can recognize other visionaries. Pretty much inspired each other. Sound like the X-Men, bro. Right? Holy shit. Well, right. to make to, to make a long story short, these guys... No, were we like long stories here. Yeah, long story. To make a long story longer. Yeah. These guys were painting, and uh, we were just talking about like their art, and then they found out I was a DJ, and they said, why don't you come tomorrow and bring your music? Okay, so the next okay. day I went, and I think we started like at 8, Yeah. and these guys had already like almost finished painting, and then I started playing, and I believe they re like covered everything they had painted and just started painting again. Oh, what? And I think that first night I went from 8 to like 3 in the morning, what the fuck? and they said, come back tomorrow. So I was there the next day at like nine, ready to go, and these guys were ready to go with their paint. And Did I? since that day, we just we talked to each other every day. We're brothers. It was just it was like I was. It was meant to be. It was like I've known X forever in a weird way. Hell yeah! No, yeah, I've been there, man. Like I said with my boy Serge. Like, we just clicked. We just clicked. Yeah, just clicked. Just yeah, click. Fuck yeah. You can't make it up. You can't fake yeah, the fuck. Yeah, yeah. No. Hell yeah. When's the wedding? Uh, well. <laughs> No wedding plan. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't, uh, obviously, you haven't, uh, you know, I well, fucking we, we jumped might, around we, on the we might, we might do it for tax purposes later on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. No, no, no. Cool, no, man. So no. that's the one thing I did want to kind of go into, just because we even talked about it. Like, we, we have mutual friends from, like, high school shit. Oh, my God, yeah. talk about The homie, you know, I was looking into some of, because I don't, you know, of course, I've seen eggs uh, all over the place, but I don't know him well. But can we go into, man, can you tell us a little bit about your, about your background, bro, just in general, let, so the listeners can get to know you a little bit? Just yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, where you grew <clears throat> up, how it was growing up, leave out no details. Give us the long answer. All right. Yeah, well, I was, I was, I was born in El Paso. I was raised in Ciudad Juarez. Hell yeah. And then from there, I kind of got a lot of inspiration from a lot of, um, a lot of artists, street artists more than anything. You know, graffiti artists was my first medium that I got to to mess with and Dope. and get inspired by it. and from there it kind of triggered a whole a whole different movement so from that i got to paint a lot of murals around the around mexico around ciudad juarez chihuahua delicias just jumped around met a lot of people i got into my tattoo career 
about 10 years ago. And I've been tattooing ever since then. Hell yeah. I got into body painting. Um, and that's what kind of changed my life, you know. Body painting took yeah. me to a whole different... We'll, we'll get into that shit, too. I definitely want to talk about that, man. But, yeah, man, it's just... long story. How was that in Juarez, though? Juarez is... Up? I mean, that shit's raw. I mean, I know, but I'm saying for yeah, the listeners, you know. No, it, it's raw, man. It's very, it's very simple. It's very cutthroat. You know, you either got it or you don't. Yeah. And it's just more respect than anything. You know, that's something I learned as, as a kid. You know, just respect everybody, and if they don't respect them, well, fuck them. You know. Yeah. But like do you remember the first uh, like real decent big size mural you did, whether legal or illegal? Yeah, I used to. Uh, the first mural that I did was with some friends in Juarez. They have a collective called Resiste. Okay. They used to have a. I've seen that. Pana, panaderia, panaderia Resiste. Yeah. And they would have a lot of local events. They would have MCs come by and break down their, their skills. They had Lucha Libre. They had street artists oh, just sure. come, and it was just a big, a big jam, you know, of local little, artists and. A little bit of everything, huh? Yeah. What was the mural over what? Uh, the mural was um, Greek God on uh, Suze. Oh, shit. And I painted that. Um, yeah, within like three hours, man. It was it was fun. That was my first big, large-scale yeah. mural that I could actually remember. And came out like shit. Oh, shit. But, I mean, <laughs> it was it was the start to something, you know. See, yeah. Those are the kind of details I want to, you know, talk about. It was, you know, it's like he's admitting because you could have a, some asshole come out here like yeah hey, I've always been perfect and shit's always been dope it's like came out like shit so that's what you know I feel like the listeners like that shit we get to know the real you man um, was it aerosol was uh, yeah video? yeah it was all spray paint uh, yeah and that's like my favorite thing to work with you know spray paint is that street shit yep hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah what about um we'll get into more into your shit later man but how about you, Georgie? What's AKA up, Georgie, up? World Peace. Give me some of your background, bro. Whatever, whatever's not going to get you in trouble. Well, because <laughs> I, I know we have mutual friends, man, but we're. Well, when like, we talked that one time you, and we were just kind yeah, of talking about just, our, just our talking background. By coincidence, we, I asked you if you knew some people that I yeah. knew from Bowie. I went and, to Bowie uh, High School listeners. And we were on the same year, right? Like, I yeah, around, yeah. I'm fucking and uh, you you were surprised that I knew yeah. all these people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I met these people, actually. Uh, they used to do, back in the day in the 90s, it was it was big to have, like, dance crews. Dance crews. And these Turned guys the from Bowie were, like, they killed everybody. Like, yeah. their dance crew was so good. And they, some of those they practiced, and they, what was that, Aztecas, or what were they called, the, or something? The dance or, crew, Aztec the Nation, Aztec though? Nation, or something like that. Was, was fucking, because uh, Eloy, the only, everybody, Eloy, who else was in that stuff? Like, or if they're listening, was fucking Bobby in that shit? Bobby? Fucking Cifuentes? I don't know, I'm going to ask him. <laughs> uh, who else was it? Because I didn't hang out with them, but I, I used to see them. I mean, they used to do, these guys used to perform in the yeah, mall. Yeah, they, well, they would do the they would get hired talent to, shows, too. Yeah. They're at school and, type, and they that were, type of shit. And they were good. Back in the day, in the 90s, dance crews were cool. It was, it was, Tell us about, about your shit, your background. Well, my background is that I always have loved music. I've always been inspired uh, by music. I grew up in an age where... Uh, my parents had like a double deck stereo, the old school Damn, type, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. make mixtapes and all that. Like that, that doesn't exist no more. Fuck no. Um, you were like the man if you had one of those. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was cool. And then we would trade a lot of music amongst friends, you know, it's like yeah. 
oh, have you heard this? Have you heard that? And it was just, you can just dub, dub tapes quick. Where, where did you grow up, man? What, what side of town? Well, I grew up on the east side, like by Eastwood. Okay. And then later, after my parents got divorced, we moved to Central. Okay. And uh, I, I grew up, my parents were always very loose with my upbringing. All right. Um, they taught me at a young age how to be independent. I was taking the bus by sixth grade. Oh, for real? And hey. uh, my bus pass and my skateboard, that was just my freedom Holy in the shit. summers. Yeah, that's crazy. And I didn't get in a lot of trouble, but I just tried to always <laughs> adventure. <laughs> you know, I can tell. It explains and, a lot. That explains a lot. Yeah, man. and it was, it was kind of like my, I give credit to my parents because they let me be. And, yeah. I, and I think it's because of where they were raised. They were raised in Juarez and... I I was raised a little in Juarez because I oh, was real? at my grandma's I all the time in, in Bella Vista. Yeah. And the first time I got punched in the face oh, was shit. in Juarez. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us that and, story, man. I mean, I was only probably like eight, nine years old. Oh, you don't have an extra and, You guys are smoking. Yeah, I'll let another one up. Before we get into the, the fight story over here. Well, I mean, it's just, you. I learned that the world wasn't all peaches and cream, you know? <laughs> It's not, uh, that's for damn sure. I, I saw some stuff over there that I'd rather not even like yeah, talk yeah, yeah. about, but it's stuff that impacted me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm glad that I went through that because I grew up in an area where it's very unique in the whole world because we were part of two cultures. Yeah, that's very And true, a lot of the times it's even, it's a shock because you want to be American and you want to be Mexican and you yeah. want to be Chicano and I never want to be Hispanic. <laughs> that's, you know? that's a weird word, man, if you <laughs> look it Hispanic, up. Fuck Hispanic, man. Fucking white people give us that word. fucking name. Yeah, I've looked you know? into that shit. I'd rather be Chicano or fucking Mexican-American or whatever. Like, yeah. Not that's Hispanic. A, Fuck Hispanic. Even Latino's is a weird word. Well, di- dictionary definition, if you look it up. Uh, where the fuck's Hispania? I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, it's like a made-up fucking <clears throat> like a category that they yeah, put yeah, people yeah. in this shit. yeah. Tell us about the, the punch in the face, though, man. Punch in the face was, I mean, we were playing basketball, <laughs> and I think uh, it was an older kid, and I think I fouled him a little hard, and he just turned around Whoa. and freaking clocked me. That happened to me, too. And my eyes got all teary and everything. My cousins were like, parece, parece. Like, don't be a pussy. Yeah, yeah. And we kept playing basketball. And I, I went home thinking, wow, I got punched in the freaking face. Did I was like flashes that fucking white No, shit? I just felt my face is throbbing. Like, yeah. like it's the first time you get clocked in the face, but it set this tone yeah, yeah, of the way right. I was going to be my whole life. I was going to take shit, shit from people. Yeah. I mean, this kid was an older bull in, in Juarez, whatever. And I, it kind of gave me a chip on my shoulder. <laughs> and nobody fucked with me though. After. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like, I came be, to man. America and the kids weren't as... You grimy and tough, and yeah, no, <laughs> I never yeah. punch those, but I never let myself. And oh yeah, you know. oh yeah. Any other uh, any other childhood stories that come to mind, George? Childhood stories. Well, I was always filled with the nineties. The nineties was awesome. The nineties was wild. We would, we would build ramps with like plywood and cinder blocks, and I've already said it a million times. Like the, podcast, the dumbest but... crap. Trying to just get in the air. Get in the air with your skateboard. Get in the air with your BMX. Get in the freaking air. Yeah, you know fuck yeah. Like, fucking and, halfway kill yourself and mm-hmm. shit. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Same here, man. I mean, I grew up in fucking like second ward and shit. So it's like just fucking putting a couple of boards together to make a little ramp and shit with the bike and shit. Hell yeah, man. So the other thing before we go all deep into shit, just real quick. 
Because you guys have, uh, you know, kind of a unique, uh, you know, nicknames or stage names and shit. Where does uh, angst come from, man? Angst came out from uh, when I started tattooing. I was a tattoo plug in high school. Oh, work? Right. Yeah, I was 14 when I got my first tattoo machine, thanks to my dad. <clears throat> and then after that, they would just call me Ink. Oh, okay. It would, I-N-K. And then I was, I was, I remember I was at a party once. And some guy came up to me. He's like, hey, you're that guy, Ink? Wait, wait. Yeah, what's up, man? Well, I'm the OG Ink. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. My bad, dude. Shit, I didn't even know you existed. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I'm not trying to step on your toes or nothing, you know? Nah, so, nah. right there and there, we just squashed it. And that's why, that's when I changed my Jeez, name to E-N-K-S. Oh, shit. Where is Ink now? Ink, I don't know. <laughs> He's probably working at... Some fast food Big restaurants. <laughs> Damn. I was going to say something. I was like, no, nah, I don't want any coming after me. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. Angst, that shit sounds dope, man. Yeah, but it was not something that I actually decided for myself. You know, I feel like nicknames are something that someone else should yeah. uh, apply on you, you know, yeah. rather than you trying to be this fucking superhero or some shit. Someone. Yeah, no, fuck yeah, dude. I feel the same way. I hate my fucking... I have like a few nicknames, but... They're all fucking dumb from the old school shit. But uh, I've heard some bad ones, man. There's some bad ones out there, man. And they stick to some people, man. But the fuck, you can fucking let people call you that shit, dog? God damn. How about world peace, man? What the fuck? Where did it come from? That's like some well, sort of new, no, or not? Well, the thing was is that uh, when I started DJing, I, I picked a weird name. It was Georgie Valens. It was kind of corny. It was, <laughs> and then, uh, when um, actually world peace... And it comes. I'm a Laker fan. I'm a Run Artest fan. That's what I was wondering. And when he I changed, when he changed his name, I actually just changed my name on Facebook. Okay. I didn't change my DJ name or nothing. Yeah. But people were it's like, stuck. "You're World Peace. You're not fucking Georgie Valance. You're World Peace." And Che, I don't know if you know Che. He's a DJ. He's the one that told me okay. Miguel. Maybe He's not. part of Formosa Noise with Ryan. No. And uh, Che told me, "You're World Peace." Drop that go. fucking Georgie Valens, your world peace. And I just, though. I became world peace. <laughs> a funny story about world peace. And a lot of people, if, if they remember, uh, it was the network. It was around, the year was 2013, I believe. Yeah. And uh, we asked Frankie to make a flyer where he was making the flyer for our show there because me and Def Tech were playing Fridays. And then they put the flyer and they put world peach. <laughs> <laughs> We're called World Peach from now. We're gonna call yeah, this episode. Yeah, well, a World lot Peach. of my a lot of my close friends and they call me World Peach sometimes. World Peach. And what's funny is that this this event page took off because people were laughing so hard about World Peach. <laughs> there was so many comments. There was so many likes and laughs and blah. It just. And you know the fucking emoji, the peaches. For yeah, no, ass, they they bro. even they even they even did a meme like George and the giant peach and all this <laughs> freaking like it. It was funny and it was cool because it, it took off and it. World Peach. And after that, I made sure the the flyers were spelled right. <laughs> like all caps, one word, who's, World who's, Peace. Whose fuck up was that? It was Frankie. It was he was on uh, the he, network. He uh, just fucking autocorrected that. Yeah, Frankie Montes. Yeah, shout to Frankie. Shout to Frankie. Yeah, shout to Frankie. Frankie. He's at uh, where uh, Independent Burger. Right I lose track, man. He manages so many shits. Crave and fucking independent and. Yeah, but he uh, right there when we started with Frankie, I. Me and uh, DevTech, what we did is we went half on sound. Okay. And uh, we bought a whole system because we knew that there was a need. 
And we knew that Frankie needed sound. He didn't have sound. He had a whole bar, everything set up. And that's one thing I don't understand. Bar owners open a bar, never (laughs) buy sound. Bar owners, if you're listening, buy sound. Buy a CJ, buy buy some CDJs, buy buy whatever you need to have your place ready to go. Yeah, it's better just to have your own. Just have it because you're going to waste your money renting. I made money renting to Frankie over and over. We made, I think me and DevTech made our money five times over. Yeah. And I started as a sound guy, and then started Maybe DJing. Maybe people then, fucking it up or something. Nah, we bought it there. to rent it, and we bought it to make money. It's, but the bar owners, they might be afraid of people just fucking them up or something. No, Maybe I mean, that's but the it's reason. an investment. I mean, yeah, yeah. plus you can make uh, your money. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, one good I, day at the bar. That's, I mean, they can do what they want. Yeah, but no, I would recommend to any bar owner buy your equipment. Fuck <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Save um, some, some it'll eat you up. It'll eat you up because if you don't have sound, you don't have anything. And then you have to depend if. This and that's, that's where it all started. I, I started yeah. a lot like at the network, and then I just branched off, and then just hell yeah, hell yeah. I met. Uh, well, I had already known the Navas, okay, from LNSC, and Shouts then we did some LNSC. business together there. And then um, two years into that, uh, we were doing bump swing at 1914. Yeah, I remember that shit. Okay. And uh, I mean, I had equipment, and they needed equipment, and it was like scratch my back, scratch yours, and yeah. I ended up being the resident for bump swing. Fuck yeah, and was, I would play night. ten to eleven, ten to eleven, opening all the time. I was very humble always. I was always very grateful that I had a, a platform to express myself. Do you know, like, like and it just Actually blossomed to what it is. I've been ashing in the can and shit. Yeah, still I still got to drink this can. I can't <laughs> yeah, right now, for all the people, if you want to get a visual, we're smoking fucking cigarettes like crazy. Smoking cigarettes. And drinking beer. No, no ashtray. There is an ashtray. It's a Scarface ashtray. Why the fuck are you looking around like no, <laughs> someone no, ashing this no. shit, motherfucker? Oh, yeah. Well, tell us about, I know, just, just real quick, just for fun, man. I know you, uh, you know, have traveled a little bit recently, right? Yeah, tell us some, tell us uh, about some of your adventures and shit. Dog. 2019 was a son of a bitch. Like, I went through a lot of shit this year, and towards the middle of summer, I just needed to get the hell out of El Paso. Yeah. Uh, I booked a trip to Cancun, left for a week. Anks missed the trip. Oh, <laughs> by accident? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, like, well, I don't know if it was an accident. Give us the <laughs> PG version. It was pretty funny, because we had people <laughs> looking for him the next day. I had, like... <coughs> People Dude. looking for him, and I'm like, "What a fucking rock star, this motherfucker!" Like, <laughs> misses the fucking trip to Cancun. Like, like I think I saw him in the back of a milk carton and shit. Like, picture like you can't make this shit up. Like, <laughs> fucking rock star, misses the fucking trip. I saw his picture on the back of a PBR. So like a um, beer. After bar. that, uh, one of my friends, when I came back from Cancun, settled a little bit. One of my friends offered uh, his. He's going back to Acapulco. He's yeah. from there, and he said, "Dude, you can come stay at my house and." I was like, I'm down. Like, I took 12 days off. I went over there. Oh, I mean, shit. hung out there. and Anything crazy happened out there? In Acapulco, a lot of crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> what I love, actually, the, I had like a contrast this summer because I went to two different Mexican cities. Yeah. I really enjoyed Acapulco more because it's more Mexican. It's more, when you go to Cancun, it seems like you're in the States. Oh, I mean, there's okay, a okay. subway everywhere. There's a McDonald's. Oh, there's an Apple. Like, either one, you man. go to Acapulco, you don't see any of that crap. It's freaking it's Mexico. Mexico. It's Mexico. And it's oh, yeah. so pure and it's rich and it's, it's beautiful. I love Mexico. I'm working right now on getting my dual c- citizenship. Oh, for real? Fuck yeah. And I just, 
I'm not from here or from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, the best, that's the best way you gotta be. Um, keep yeah, it, man. Keep it fucking flexible and shit. Also, people, since he was describing, uh, you know, what we're doing here, he also has no shirt on. That's the first time. That's a <laughs> Sweet Jesus Radio first. World Why wear a shirt? I, I hate clothes. <laughs> I sometimes I de- well when I can I DJ barefooted. Holy fuck! I I, I wear <laughs> I wear trunks all the time. Like that's. That's what I wear. I wear swimming trunks all the fucking time. <laughs> it's kind of winter right now. Like, it's it's kind of weird. And you got the dope. Uh, of course, you got a bunch of tattoos, but you got the angst. Big ass piece on your World fucking piece. stomach. That's oh, a yeah. cool story. Oh, for real? Let's see. <laughs> Tell the story. Damn. You start with, that story started from... It was a tattoo convention in Juarez. Oh, word. You told me a little bit about that. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. For the listeners. And the day before, remember I picked you up at the bridge? Yeah. start there. I told him to pick me up from the bridge because I didn't want to party that night because all these tattoo artists were going to party that night. And I knew I was going to tattoo him the day after. So I told him to pick me up from the bridge, and he did. But sure enough, we partied all night. Why? Because Tommy Bustillos. Georgie partied all night? No. Tommy Bustillos asked me to be a guest DJ at Lost and Found. Okay. He never has guest DJs there. And he just asked me, hey. So I told Hanks, we're going here. As soon as we walked in the Lost and Found, we like just changed the vibe. Like, like, <laughs> That's a night. There was out. there was a line around the corner that night. Like like it was freaking this is packed. In Mexico or here? No, Lost and Found. I've never heard place. It's a oh, Crown Place. Oh, never heard of yeah. Lost and Found. I'm getting no. Like, I I only go to like quickly oh, out there over and over again. Nah, we need to uh, You need to leave. You need to go. You need getting to old, man. Right? We need and to then, take you there, bro. So then, then we're playing, and we ended up coming back to my house. I think. We hung out here with Tommy until what five six in the morning. Damn. And we were supposed to be at the tattoo convention by eleven. By eleven, right. no, we didn't leave my house till like noon. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't. We got to a tattoo convention and I'm setting up, and my tattoo equipment fucked right up. Here. Oh right shit, here. for real. Actually, it's right here. Yeah. It's right here. My power That's supply a, messed up. Fucked up. We got our ladies, the listeners. We got a got the actual a equipment. <laughs> Right here, let's take a picture of that shit. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. hang it on the wall. Take a picture if you can right now, man. If you're on your phone, if you can. Like, so we had a way out. We had a way out of the whole, the whole show and everything. I had a way out. I was like, oh, this shit fucked up. I couldn't. Oh, like, okay, cool. But I said, no, we're gonna buy him a new, damn, Makes a new power happen. supply because it's a tattoo convention. Yeah, they yeah. sell everything. They sell needles. Oh, okay. They sell the, Ink, they sell. the vendors and all that I'm all, pick the one you want, dude. <laughs> dope, yeah, I got dope. the cheapest one. Give me the cheapest one. You know? It's a power supply. Yeah. How much is the cheapest one? I don't even 30, know. 30, 40 bucks. Okay, 30, 40 cool. bucks, you know. And what happened after that? I just got to work so on we this We got to work. Stuff. We're hungover. Nine hours. I was sweating. He was sweating. <laughs> was just fucking nuts. The first hour was like, I went in a trance. Damn, I would uh, die. Like, that shit looks fucking painful, dog. I did my inner bicep and that shit was painful. See, well. at first... I actually just wanted like world peace, like 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 yeah. around like this, yeah, not yeah. as big. It's and then big. he was looking at me. He's all, dude, there's too many letters. Like, world peace is <laughs> a long fucking name. Yeah. Like, so and he goes, let me just. I go do what you have just to put do. WP. Right? And then I saw what he was drawing. I'm a holy shit. He's gonna cover all this fucking real estate on my uh, stomach. It's a lot like, of real estate. Fuck it, do it, do it. It's by Inks. Should by take my brother. a picture of that shit too, man. Before we bounce and shit. That shit looks dope as fuck. Yeah, we did. It took us like nine hours. Fuck. Yeah, we even had to finish here, oh. do finishing touches that night, and then the next day, outlining all, like, all this. And Damn, fuck that shit. Ugh. It was, he has a good hand, though. He has, I've I had, can tell, man. I've had artists that oh, they jacked me up a little bit, but no, he has a smooth hand. Angst has a smooth So you did the, so you were, of course, street artist first, 
was it tattooing next? And then... Yeah, tattooing was next. Okay. How did you get who like inspired you? I know you were the the plug. How did the uh, the body paint come into? Do you remember your first shit? Uh yeah, I would I would tag my name on girls' ass nice. all the fucking time, and it was just I never thought it would take me so far. You know, it was never. You something. Everybody uh, talking to the mic. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. There so, um, what were we talking about? Body paint about painting girls. Asses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was just painting girls. You know, and very simple. You know, I just wanted to fucking paint girls and just have a good time. You know, and I remember I would bring girls over to my mom's. And she just, she would just get mad at me. She's like, this is no hotel. You can't be bringing girls like that. And I'm like, I'm just There's, fucking. It's just a canvas, mom. Tell it's a canvas. Tell them about the phone call. When you got the phone call. What, the, what phone at call? At the shop. Oh, yeah. When I got that phone call for that TV show that I was on. Sure, let's jump into that then. So, yeah. So, let me just set it up real quick. So, okay, so of course it started with girls. That's the only reason you would start body paint, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shots to all the. All the girls that let X, you know, be a, do his thing and be in a canvas there. But, so, for the listeners, because I didn't even know at the time that it was going on, because, you know, I, I guess I wasn't watching too much TV or whatever. But, you know, that's kind of where I, I saw your name started popping up a shit ton. Uh, listeners, he was, uh, I guess, a contestant of a reality show, right? Is that what it was? Called Skin Wars. Is that what it was called? Yeah. So, you know, when I first... You know, heard about that. I thought that shit was like a documentary about like racism or some shit. That's <laughs> 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 the skin wars and shit. But uh, but yeah, go ahead, man. Give us all the details, please, man. Give us the long version of the story, as I always say. Uh, again, it was a competition. It was about body paint, right? But go ahead, yeah, take it body from there. Paint. Yeah, man. I was I was tattooing at my shop one day, and I got a phone call from LA. Hello. And at that time, I didn't have any friends in LA, so I was kind of curious to see yeah. who it was, you know. And usually I don't like to um, stop halfway through a tattoo yeah. to answer a phone call, you know, because people are paying me for yeah, my course. time, you know, yeah. it's a form of disrespect. Professionalism, though. And I asked my client if I could answer this call. He said, go for it. And I answered the call. And it was the producers of Skin Wars that reached out to me. Dope. And they were like, is this, this, and this? And I'm like, yeah, what's up? And I, well, we're the producers of this TV show. Um, we saw your work on social media. We would like for you to come nice. try out for this show. And I'm like, what is this show about? <laughs> the fuck? It's about racism. Right. And I said, no, oh, it's about painting girls, you know, on <laughs> nationwide TV. And I'm like, is, oh, it, uh, yeah. is this a prank call? I know. It sounds like, you know? sound like a prank. Yeah, it, it was too good to be true. So, no, they were like, yeah, if you're interested, we could fly you out to L.A. for you to try out for the for the show and this and that. And I just said, yeah, fuck it. Sign me up. Oh yeah. And a week later, they flew me out to LA. I show up, and there's 60 artists from around the world. And we had to do a body paint for six hours, Damn. and we had to describe our piece to the to the some judges that were there, you know. Dope. And out of the 60 artists, I was the one that had the shortest the shortest um description description of my work you Keep know it simple i went up there and i remember i told them uh i'm here to paint you're the judge you tell me if i'm good or bad yeah i like that and shit. i just i just left it at that everybody else is fucking like, oh, essay I, I painted this flower because of so my grandma good. and i painted this yeah. shit. Yeah. it's like it was just they're just 
corny shit, but yeah. they probably just say what they think these people want to hear, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And right there and then, everybody left. They flew everybody back home. They didn't tell nobody who made the cut. Yeah. They said, we'll reach out to you if you make the cut. Yeah. Literally a day later, they called me up. They're like, hey, Rick, you just made the cut for the show. Congrats. We start filming in two weeks. Dope. It all happened too fast, you know, within two weeks. I already knew I was going to be on this fucking, fucking huge TV show, you know. And the craziest part about it all is that most of these contestants actually applied. They filled up an application and they yeah. were, they've been working to be on this show. They've Holy been shit. practicing. They're like legit body painters, you know. You thought it was a prank. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, so. You got a call. There was a very, there was like at least six people that got called upon. Yeah. And I was one of them, and yeah, I went back, and it was out of the 60, only 12 made the cut, and we, and we started filming the show, man, and it was fucking, I remember the first day that I stepped into the studio, it was just too much. For real? Too much, man. There was cameras, cameras all over the place. I was mic'd up. Damn. I was shy. I was fucking, I, I wouldn't even say a word, man. Literally, my first three pieces for the for shit man because i was just my mind was yeah like all fuck. over the place dude I, nervous I, I, and yeah shit. it was too much you know yeah that's crazy dog but people can't even don't even realize like how deep that shit is cameras is like just constantly on you mic'd up and pressure i guess right yeah the pressure was always there but it's not something that i'm not used to i yeah, guess yeah, yeah. you know nobody for that, that level of pressure fuck no dog so was it? Because I'll be honest, man, I haven't, I've never seen that shit. So I've actually never seen it either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for the listeners, like, was it like, are you in a house or some shit? That you guys, like, Whoa. well, well I know you obviously you have to paint at some point, but was it like a typical, like a reality show where you're interacting with the other contestants and yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to make you beef with each other and shit? Yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of things going on. We were staying in a, in a mansion in Beverly Hills. Oh, shit. Uh, we were... We were there filming for three months. Damn. And the craziest part about the whole thing is that we couldn't watch TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're we, did, we didn't have phones. We couldn't listen to music. We couldn't draw. We couldn't write. We couldn't, we couldn't do... You're not allowed to draw either? What the fuck? Nah. You couldn't do a lot of things, you know? We were forced to interact with our... With each other. With each other, like you know? some prison shit. <laughs> it, it really was, you know? Wake up at 5 in the morning. We would start filming at 6.30. So midnight. Damn. Sometimes even to two, three in the morning, you know, and it was just. So besides the painting, what else did you guys do? When when I was filming the show. Yeah. That's those, all we those, did. Okay. Well, we had a schedule. We had a schedule. It was. Right. It was Monday. It was advertisement. Okay. So we would go and we would do. We would film commercials. We would do like marketing. Yeah, the we promo would do, for that. Yeah, shit. promo, right, and then right. Tuesday we would paint, challenge. And then the third day, Wednesday, we would actually, fuck, we would do a lot of things, man. A lot of things. But sounds it, nuts. This guy, he sounds, he's talking about like, he's talking about Vietnam and shit. Like, man, it was, it was crazy, man. I can't, like, you, know, you got PTSD like off this shit. No, no, no it <laughs> is. It is crazy, you know, because at the end. your vibe. It was like. At the end of the day, people just see the final outcome, you yeah, know. They just see yeah, what comes out on TV. Edited, yeah. Not the, three months worth of fucking recording shit. Fuck. Yeah, no, it's nuts, dude. But I'm yeah. sure that pressure made some people crack. It Shit. made people crack. 
I made I saw people cry. I saw people I believe it, man. tap out. I saw people that I freak, my mommy. freaked out. And I was just I was just cruising, you know. I'm just cruising. I mean, I was just it was it, it was a win-win situation, you know. If I would have yeah. gotten, I just I just didn't want to get kicked out in the first round. Yeah, yeah, Don't come back home, man. <laughs> Give it all you got. Leave it all in the fucking ring. And yeah, 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 pretty much. And I would always have my my so my, my dad's words in my words. mind through the whole through Fuck the whole yeah. thing, you know. And that's something that made me who I am now. You know, my dad. He was always very cold-blooded, you know. He never treated Shit. me like his son. Oh, for real. He always treated me like his best friend, you know. He would always tell me very, very cold, Durant. you know, yeah. very solid, very Sounds blunt. Like <laughs> and, yeah, and that's what that's what made me, you know. And the cool, I think what made me win the whole show is that I was the only real Mexican artist from the whole, from the whole from the whole script, you know? Yeah, yeah, You had some Hispanics. They were Hispanics, <laughs> but... <laughs> in my hood, <laughs> they call them... like that word. They, they call them... Like they call them pochos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bolillos. That's me. No, that's white food. But, oh, you're fucking... I mean, exactly. I mean, we're here on the fucking border and shit, so that's... To a lot of people, that's like a fucking unicorn to the rest of the world. La frontera más chingona del mundo. I agree, man. 100%. So, the listeners, I mean, fuck... As he said, he fucking won the shit. You know what I mean? He won. So can you talk about those moments now? Yeah. Well, from what I remember, it all seems like a dream. Yeah, it sounds like it. Man. It all felt like I've, I I doubted myself from the start because some of these some of these painters that I was going against have been painting more than I've been alive. Oh shit, for you know. Oh, so it just I saw myself like a like like in a boxing match, you know. And they're they're putting me against people that are twenty five and oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, like. And this champions. this is my first match, yeah. you know. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, it's like fuck? a real Rocky story, dog. And I just felt intimidated off the back, you know. I just felt like I didn't have what it take. I didn't have what what I needed to. To to win this whole thing, next thing you know, I'm in the top three of the whole fucking game. And that's when I realized that I had it in the bag. Hell yeah. So your confidence probably grew as you went on, right? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Shit, I'm taking out these world champions, so to speak. It's like, I, I, I got a chance and shit. Hell yeah. So like the last, how does it go? So it's the last three. Is that when they announced the winner from the last Yeah, three? from the top three, there was, there, there was a grand Did, finale. Describe what you were feeling, man, like when they're about to announce that shit. Well, I already knew I had won. Oh, shit. Not necessarily. But in your... But in my mind, yeah, I already knew that. I, yeah. You saw what they you just were have working to, with. You know, if you want to be, if you want to yeah, be, a, if you want to be a champ, you gotta, you gotta think like a champ. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put that yeah, into, in, into, out, into yeah. your mind. You know, because if you don't, you're gonna choke. Exactly. And people, the world will eat you alive. That's important, man, right there. So by the time it was top three, I was like, I'm already top three. You know, I mean, yeah, I got this shit. Word. I got this shit, and sure enough, you know, I did, and I took it out. And it was it was crazy because at least for 
for the history of that TV show, I was the youngest competitor. Oh, for real? Fuck. And I was the only guy that has ever won that show. Fuck yeah. So, yeah, because they've had it's always been seasons, girls. Right? It's always been girls. girls. Yeah. The, it's, for real? Mm-hmm. I was in the third season first, and two were girls. And then the third was me. You're the third season, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck, that's fucking nuts, man. Fucking nuts. Did you have any uh, interaction with any of the contestants and shit do you, that you remember? Anybody yeah. you remember that was cool or whack? Or My uh, Hans. Hans, he was part of the show. And it's funny because he was my... he. I still talk to him to this day. Oh, for real? Fuck yeah. And in the show, they made us look like enemies, you know? Yeah, they edited Like, that guy was, like, my worst enemy. But that guy, he's been on TV shows before. Oh, for real. So when I was talking to him, he told me, he broke it down, you know? This is what they want. Yeah. This is what they want you to do. This is this is all a script. They want you yeah. to feel this way. They want you to... And he kind of got me that perspective. Kind of mentored you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he show, did. The, the, the show part of it. Yeah. yeah. And I remember he tapped out because it was it was me and him. It was it was a challenge, and it was me and him, right? And it was one of us had to go home. Alright. And then they they put it to us like, why do you why should you win this challenge? Yeah. Why should what makes you better than this guy? And then I remember Hans said, I'm I'm no better than this guy. You know this guy deserves to be here. Um, you know what? I got other shit to do, man. <laughs> uh, let Rick, let Rick step up. This right. guy deserves it more than I do, man. And that's what he said. Man. So he, he threw the towel. He, he threw the towel, and nobody was expecting that. And oh, I remember fuck. when we were on set, and everybody was like, "What just happened?" That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because they wanted us to just go back and forth. Like, yeah. no, I want to be here. He's I want to like, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Fuck that, man!" Like, this guy deserves to be I'm here, man. Flip the script on you, motherfucker. And he did. He threw the towel, and I. Were you I, surprised by it? I was surprised. I was surprised, you know, because the whole the whole time in the show, it, it was very cutthroat, you know. Yeah. Everybody was there to win. Of course, man. Everybody was there to win, and it came down to me and him in one challenge. And he said, "You know what? This guy deserves to be here more than so, I do. I got shit to do back at home, man. I'm I'm losing money by yeah, being yeah, here." He <laughs> said that. He's <laughs> <laughs> just been losing me money over here, man. Yeah, he's and counting the fucking dollars. Shout out to Hans, man. This guy. Shouts to Hans. Yeah, he just he just had a baby girl. Nice. About three weeks ago, he's living in Indonesia. Oh shit, for real! Yeah. You really got shit to do <laughs> out there in Indonesia, shit. Yeah, we were actually in Austin a few weeks ago, and we were at a bar, and I, we saw actually one of his murals. And I oh, told you, was, yeah, remember, yeah, remember really I told dope. you, yeah, yeah, hey, very detailed. Yeah. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah! So tell the listeners what you won, man. What was what came with your victory, man? My victory, well, I mean, a lot of things came from that. More, I mean, the more. Well, what was the prize? We'll start with the, the prize yeah, and then the after money, that. The money. Uh, the money, I, well, yeah, I got $100,000. That's a lot of money. <laughs> $100,000. I was I was 20 years old. Holy fuck. Imagine a 20-year-old with $100,000. Shit, And then I got, I got, I got a, they they signed me up to the to the World Body Paint Festival in Austria. So after I won the show, they, they flew me out to, to Germany. And that's when it got real, you know. That's like the Olympics of body paint. Oh, for real? The for best real. of the best of the best of the best of the world. Hell yeah. And I got 33rd out of 300 artists. Dope. In fucking Austria. In Austria. And it was and it was a great experience. I remember Austria. I remember I got caught tagging in Austria. <laughs> yeah. The, the 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 police came up to me and they were so nice. Oh, so for real? nice. Yeah. They were like, sir, don't do that. 
sir, <laughs> sir, we don't do that around here. Sir. You're not in America, man. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm not from here, man. Did you get charged? No, they're like, sir, stop. Yeah, for real? Keep going, sir. You're beat up over here. Yeah. There was Can I get a picture with you, sir? <laughs> a stool. Got the homies out here. They're about to bounce. I'll oh, you yeah. guys up later. They're, they're going to, what, like what's that, that thing that they're going to? Uh, Spooky Jam in Carolina Skate Park. Oh, for real? Yeah. yeah okay. So it's all a skaters? bunch of skaters. They just listeners. We got homies hanging out here. They're about to bounce. Skaters and shit. Well, bouncing too, bud. No, Alexis, he's a okay, tattoo artist. Well, no, Alexis, he's a skater. He owns a, a skateboarding company in Juarez called Erria. Oh fuck yeah! And Chiquito, hey. Let's see. Give a shout out real quick, man. Give a shout out. Give a shout out. Let's see. Shout your shit out real quick. Ahí está. Ah. We'll, we'll talk about it later. I'd hear angst and impacting people out here. I don't know if it's good or bad, but <laughs> whatever it is, even if it's good it or made bad, an impact. the impact is what matters, you know? Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. You might not like what you hear, but it's just real shit, though. Yeah, it's going to stick to you. What, and then after the, of course, the money, ostrich shit, what else after that, man? What I traveled the world, man. I traveled the world. Oh, for real? I, I See, these are the things that a lot of people don't know, these details. You know yeah, after I won that show, I talk about I that traveled shit, all over the UK. I was in London and Munich. Damn. I remember I was in Austria. I remember um, I had a threesome with two Russian girls. Woo! That was that was nuts, dude. These Russian girls don't fuck around, man. They saw a Mexican Call dude. Me bastards. No, no, no. They like, comieron vivo. I was the only Mexican dude in the bar, man. That's gotta be weird, bro. And they were like, "What is this?" Like Mexico, like that's the other side of the globe. And I remember, I want to shout out tequila, and they only had one tequila, and it, it was tequila Mexico. It's just like a white label with black letters. It says Mexico. Some agave. It's like generic food. Like like when you go for the free cheese and shit. The government cheese. No, I don't know if you remember. Like, but they would just have like a white label and just black letters. It would say uh, peanut butter or cheese. Yeah, it looked like an MRE. Tequila. Yeah, like fucking that's some army shit right there. Some military. Government. No, I love Germany, man. Germany is so cool, man. European shit, dog. Yeah. some other shit. And after that, I flew to Brazil. Dang, I was awesome. in that's I nice. was in Sao Paulo. I went to a tattoo convention. Holy I was shit. there. It was an international tattoo convention, and I was the shittiest artist in that convention. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, it was all OGs, masters of their craft. Fuck. And it, it was nuts. Did you take pictures of all this shit? Yeah, yeah. There's pictures all over, all over the web. You know, I trip out when I Google my name because there's all these fucking things that pop up and it's like, dude, I, people your actually, shit comes out first and I was googling TV personalities. People <laughs> actually. Take time to to write about me, you know? That's dope. Let me tell you about this guy last week. We were in yeah, Austin, yeah, yeah. we're at ACL. Yeah. Every night he got recognized by somebody. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. And like there's the, the the funniest one, the best one was we're in the VIP of ACL and we're just having fun. Then these girls are like, We know you from somewhere. We know <laughs> you from somewhere, but they couldn't figure out at yeah. all. Skin Wars three and they were it was like these little girls just saw the Beatles and like, Oh my yeah. god. It just like Pink melted, <laughs> and uh, I saw the smile that it brought to his face, and, oh, and like, like, and then they they wanted, they're like, can we take a picture? Of course, you can fuck take a picture. Boom, boom, boom. Ten bucks, nah. <laughs> a few drinks. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's nuts, dog. Yeah, we had Shit. a blast. 
two weeks ago in Austin. How was ACL, man? It was good. We only actually went one day because the other days we were doing, we did a show uh, where Anx was painting and I was DJing. Okay. Um, It was a place called Speakeasy and he he actually sold one of his paintings, which is freaking awesome. That's dope. How much? How much? Uh, we'll leave that. Uh, we won't say anything for yeah. tax purposes. Ah, no, no. no um, what's cool is that even uh, two days before, as soon as we got there, we, we got him a shot to do some live art. Live art while there was other DJs playing. Is that right. that time that we smoked DMT? Uh, oh, that was in between. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that was the time I almost burned down the bar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's Tell cool. that shit. Tell the story. Tell the story. <laughs> Well, there's a thing that I do when I paint, when I paint something and I'm painting live, the paint takes a certain time to dry. Yeah. So if you get a lighter and you get a spray paint, it's like a fucking torch, you know? So that shit. He told me to do it, but I didn't wait for it to dry and the whole plywood went on fire and it was, it was next to a wall and you could already see the wall kind of just flames going in. (laughs) Anks acted like real quick and he just threw the plywood on the ground. (laughs) And it turned it off, and then there was like a little fire on the edge, and I'm all stepping on it all nonchalantly. But hey, everybody was looking. The whole bar was looking at us. We meant to do that. We meant to do that. We meant it's part of the yeah, show, guys. Yeah, 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 it's part yeah, of the yeah, show. Yeah, part of the show. And and really, <laughs> after that, all eyes were on us. Honestly, yeah. it, was, it was pretty whack. It was cool. And, and then yeah. we got our shit stolen in Sixth Street. Yeah, that was two days later. We what got shit? equipment. I, uh, I lost luggage, tattoo, tattoo equipment. But what happened the next day? We just bought it all we again. We bought it all again. And then the next day, he made a $1,000 tattoo. Boom. That's Boom. Not, hey, that's, that's Boom. how the world works. With that, putting that... Put the fire out. That. We had a fire. We had a, The fire was that we had our luggage stolen, equipment stolen, but you, we're men. You were literally we're men. lit. We're men. Yeah. What do men do? Put the fucking fire out. Buy fire equipment. Out, get fucking back get back up, to work. Do it again. Yeah, yeah. We weren't going to cry about that shit. Down. Yeah, stop whining about shit. People get shit stolen in Austin all the fucking time, good, especially during ACL. I'm going to say that's a good point. How old are you now? Like in your mid-20s, late-20s? Uh, mid-20s, okay, yeah. Okay, so just as a, I'm just, this isn't even in my notes or anything, but in general, he made a good point. You grew up a certain way, but I'm not saying everybody, but like that's kind of like the the judgment or the you know pain of a of a younger generation is kind of uh, you know complainers excuse makers you know what I mean Fuck so me. you as a younger person you know can you speak on that and just the listeners anybody your age because it, it, it does happen and don't get me wrong it happens with old motherfuckers too well but first making thing, excuses first thing and first thing is just that you can't let your age define you exactly. or, or where you stand in this grid you know hell yeah. Um, that's just the bottom line. Um, I carry a lot of knowledge from my ancestors, and that's what makes me who I am. I I come from a lot of very hardworking and respectful people. And there's other people that come from shitty backgrounds, from shitty people, and that's who they are, you know? So it just comes back to... Just your family, like, you know, your fuck, family. Fuck excuses, though, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, your values, no. But when you, when, you run, when you run into somebody that's like that, though, that's, you know, a fucking crybaby-ass excuse maker, how, how do you feel, man? Because that, that, to me, it disgusts me, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, shut the fuck up, man, you know? Like, just fucking get, put your head down and get back to work, like you said. Yeah, you just got to roll with the punches, man. Exactly. But then again, what helps out a lot is who you're surrounded by, you know? Too, yeah, Having true. George... 
has helped out a lot because I'm not the type of dude to talk about myself. Every, You're not, a, man. Anywhere I, like I go, dude, I just, I just kind of just keep it to myself. But yeah. this guy, on the other hand, he's my manager. He's the one that actually manages a lot of my things that I do. Dope. And having him, you know, he has a business background. Yeah. He knows how to make deals. He knows how to talk money, you know, and I'm just good at what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I just leave that to him, and I just show up, and I do what I have to do, you know. And I've learned a lot from him. He's learned a lot from me, and we just help each other out, you know, yep. back and forth, you know. Yep. Hell yeah, man. So we're going to fucking, we're, you know, we're getting, we got some good time in. We're going to go into the the Facebook questions. I don't have my laptop up, so I'm pulling up my phone and shit. I'm going to take a piss real quick. Go for it, go for it. <laughs> While you take a piss, I'm going to pull up the questions. Listeners, Thanks is taking a piss. Georgie, just real quick while he's taking a piss, tell us about your first set of turntables, man. Well, uh, I first started dabbling with uh, one of my best friends, Tony DiNapoli. Okay. He used to actually own Soho Cocktail Lounge. I remember I've heard. Yeah, um, me and Tony name, played. Yeah. Me and Tony played rugby for twenty-two years together. Yeah, you told me you played rugby, though. Yeah. And uh, what's funny is about me and Tony is that we we actually met at Villagen. <laughs> we were waiters there. Uh huh. And uh, I was about to graduate high school, and I I've always been an athlete. I was an athlete since I was six, seven years old. Yeah. I was very hyperactive as a kid, and my parents just put me in every sport it's they dope. could. I love sports, man. To just keep me occupied. And when I graduated high school, I, I went through a little, like, depression. I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I oh, wanted to keep that. playing football, but I was just not big enough to play yeah. college football. And then I met Tony at Village Inn, and my friend Richard, they used to work there, too, and they played rugby, and they said, try rugby. So I tried rugby, and I fell in love with the with the game immediately. And then I fell in love with the brother, the brotherhood, the camaraderie with with the guys. And after that, Tony and I became real close. The funny thing is that him and I, like, we were close. We were teammates. And one day, I was at a rave. <laughs> And I see Tony there. <laughs> and Tony's like, hey, you like this stuff too? I'm like, heck yeah. We're just, I mean, we're partied. We're, you know, at a yeah, rave, the old rave school shit. rave. That real shit. So then Tony, got, Tony got into into, into DJing and he bought his own turntables. And yeah. that's when I started dabbling. Like, like just, you know, I, I would mess around with him and buy some vinyl and just, it was. Yeah. We were we were just messing around yeah. back then. It was, and then I got married after that. Oh, for real? Fuck. So I kind of put that all yeah. in the <laughs> back burner, and I had to worry about it's my family. And, yeah, that's another <laughs> podcast. That's a, a long, long, long story. But um, it was always in in my mind. I always wanted to express myself through music. Even like I said, when I was a kid, making dub tapes and all that. Like it was a different time back then. Um, when I moved back to, I, I had moved to Dallas like in 01. I moved back to El Paso in 07. Yeah. And that's when Tony uh, created Soho. Mm -hmm. And I'm Soho sure. was kind of like the the spot where the underground DJs had a platform. Uh, and I looked up to all those motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Vinny, Fredo, Fuck yeah. Fuck like yeah. Ryan. 
that was the scene that yeah. was like and yeah. i had just moved back to el paso and these kids were they were new to me they didn't even know me <laughs> and now there's some of my Different like brothers. great friends yeah. and brothers and we're, we're we're colleagues and in this in this crazy dj business yeah uh one thing is that I see is that El Paso has a lot of talented DJs. Like the, yeah. the scene here is just phenomenal. I've talked to artists that have come from out of town, uh, people that have played in Juarez at Hard Pop, yeah. and they just love to come here because they love the way people love the music. Yeah, like, yeah. like There's a passion well, yeah, towards it. So I always wanted to be a part of that, and I got my opportunity when... When I started my sound company, I was like recently divorced, and yeah. it was something I always wanted to do. And when I got divorced, I did a lot of shit that I always <laughs> wanted to do. <laughs> make up for last time. And yeah, shit. man. Like, like uh, I mean, I I love my family, but you know, sometimes people they they split up, and that's just the way just of the life. Way is, yeah, I'm yeah. not the only one. I'm not the last one. And when that happened, I just started to live my life. For you. For me and to the beat of my own drum and I do whatever I want. Just like Meta World Peace. <laughs> yeah. It's like run our test. I do what I want. I do what I want. I, I hate when people tell me what to do because I'm in charge of me. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, okay. And, and sometimes I mean I I do what I want and yeah. I'm willing to pay the price. That's what it's about. You know? I'm willing to you do got that. Motherfuckers but I do what about, I want. Yeah. I do what I want. Nobody tells me what to do. But you got certain motherfuckers that, you know, talk about doing what they want, but they're not willing to pay the price. You've you know got to be willing to pay the price. Because they look up to, or, you know, they're inspired by people that do what they want, whether it be celebrities or people in, in their city. But you find out quick, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun doing what you want, but there's also, there's some prices uh, to pay. There's just, sacrifices and shit. I just feel like society right now vote. has these society rules that are a bunch of bullshit. Everybody one. needs to just fucking be true to themselves. Stop being a little bitch. <laughs> and yeah, stop being a little bitch. Stop fucking following the guidelines that society has set for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do what you want. Be true to yourself, and you'll be happier. That's. Yeah. I am. I mean, if you don't want to be, then fucking live in yeah, that fucking rat race and fucking do. Yeah, you can go on and on about that exactly, topic, but we don't. We don't want to go all there. <laughs> yeah, it's another podcast. Too. <laughs> that is another podcast. All right, fucking angst, man. Uh, what, you know, for both of you guys, there's a you got a few questions. You know what I'm saying? I usually try to put this shit a day before to get more questions, but we got a couple of them. Facebook questions. We got the the first one. I'm just gonna address it That's real ridiculous, quick. Ridiculous, man! Come on now. We got George Young Jung. Is that fucking uh, Rico Eric? Is that yeah? Okay, he uh, puts. Ask them their top fifty podcasts they listen 50, to. Fifty, So, but yeah, he he doesn't give a fuck about the podcast shit. He's. He's taking a, so the, so the listeners know, he's taking a little pot shot at me because I had put a joke about, you know, somebody should put a top 50 rappers in El Paso so I can read the comments. Because anytime you drop like a list of anything, you know, people get on the comments and drop their opinions and people go at it. And you see like, I'm like, dude, it's just social media, man. There's no, there's no fucking... Why are we fighting about this dumb shit? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's 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 he's, he's uh, referring to that shit. So, but I, I'll address it just out of love. You know, it's the, it's the homie and shit. Shout out to fucking Eric. And shit. But the next question we got the homie Rich Richard Rojas. That's a buddy of mine. Rich. Shouts to Rich. He says he asks, 
if they ever got locked up in J-Town. Have you ever been locked up in J-Town? Oh, yeah. Plenty of times. Oh, shit. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got locked up plenty of times. How many for, times? Let's start there. How many uh, times? Probably like, like five or six times, and they were all for graffiti. Oh, shit, for real. Yeah. Are any of them uh, memorable? Did some shit happen? Um, shit. Or can you describe one or two of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I was tagging um, downtown. And we got pulled up by the Federals, and we didn't have any money. So, you know how shit goes out there. You got money, you won't go to jail, you know? But we didn't have money. We got locked up, and my dad found out I was locked up, like, two days later. (laughs) He's like, where the fuck is this guy, you know? And sure enough, I was locked up, and it was cool, you know? I was about to get a... I was hustling in there, you know? I was already making business oh, from the in and out. <laughs> but no, man, it's, yeah. Juarez is, is definitely, it's definitely a fucking gamble, you know? You, you never know yeah. what you're going to get. Fuck, yeah. No matter That's, where you're at, you're always going to be risking something. something. Yeah. Well, no. I, close, any close when, calls? When I was young, I mean, we we frequented. Because I've had some close calls. <laughs> like from... Yeah, when I was 16, shit, yeah, it was a 90s shit. Like, we could go drink over there. It was, it was like so it was like a high school reunion when we were over there. We'd go to Tequila Derby. We'd go to Sarah you're a kid, we'd go to though. Like, you feel older than we shit. We were kids. Yeah. Like, I look at, at kids now, back? 16. You think back? Yeah, now I'm almost as madrosos allá. Fucking water. Drinking drown, fucking Cops. $7. Y luego teníamos feria y pues le dábamos una propina de cinco dólares. Estaba en la caja del lager, pinche 24, así con con hielo y todo and <laughs> that honestly I, I look back at that and I feel like uh, if, if you guys listening have ever seen the movie uh, uh, Pinocchio <laughs> and when they go on that ship and they're smoking cigars and drinking booze and like, like like that's how I felt I felt like I knew it was not the best way yeah. to grow up but like I said, I had very loose parents. The, the the kids that I hung out with in high school, yeah. also they came from broken families, and we were, we were we were kind of outcasts in a way. Like like, yeah. vamos, vamos, and we all bonded like together. We we used to roll fifty deep over there because we were afraid. We were yeah, we wanted to just maintain and be with all our friends, you know, and have like. Have some you backup. You need to have some backup when you're out there. Yeah, and, and I never. Uh, I, the question. I used to go to EXO and Sarawak and shit. You definitely yeah, yeah. need some backup. Or hard know? times. Remember hard times when they used to do slammers. Remember hard times. What the fuck? I ain't like I had pinchy slammer. Like, like. What the fuck? I missed out on that one. What you the did miss out on that one. But, my, but, but, uh, but you know EXO and Sarawak well, the, or some dozen yeah, like, yeah, gangster yeah. shit. Yeah. So the original question was was if I ever got locked up, I never got locked up, but I helped a lot of friends. Uh, that we're about to get locked up, and we, like Ang said, you have to pay the cops off. I did have an incident around seven years ago. Um, this was actually more than seven years ago, around 2009-ish, around there. Yeah. I um, I like to gamble. I like to gamble on NFL games. Okay, okay. And oh, sports books? <laughs> yeah, and, and what's weird is that this one time, it was at uh, Caliente, it doesn't exist anymore, but I ended up winning a ten game parlay. Damn. I won like a thousand bucks, and I and I was I was so happy, and uh, I walked out of Caliente, and I know that somebody tipped somebody off. Uh, 
the because the cops just stopped me almost immediately. And they said, they said that I was drunk, first of all. And I was like, I'm not drunk. They kept telling me, Tenemos que hacer un examen. Tenemos que llevar, blah, blah, blah. They ended up rolling me about 300 bucks. Damn. But I still got taken to the end of the bridge and they told me to go back. And I still had seven hundred dollars. Works, man. <laughs> and it was a hard lesson. That works. And I feel like somebody told these fuckers yeah, <laughs> that I had a grand in my pocket, and because they pulled me over probably around the corner from the casino, and you know they gotta eat. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. what they're trying to do is eat. Yeah, I won four hundred bucks once in a party out there, man. It was like a six or seven game party. I missed one sure. last week. Freaking Redskins. <laughs> the the spread was ten and the score was nine zero and uh, I remember there was this one time it was my brother's birthday we were in Juarez yeah and I was I was already, I was I was gone I was gone and I was I was I was walking back over the bridge and I had lost my passport yeah. so I had no ID I had no passport and I pull up to the immigration and, oh, yeah, I and I and they're like hey are you American citizen yeah. Do you have a passport? Yeah. Where is it? Well, I lost it. Uh, you know what? We're going to have to do an inspection on you, so can you please step to the side? And I was drunk, right? And I was. they took me to the back, and they're like, can you empty out your pockets? Sure. <laughs> so I, I took everything out of my pockets, I, my wallet, you know, and then I put a fucking little bag of wheat. <laughs> as soon as I put Stay that... Right. They're like, sir, please put your hands behind your back. <laughs> you're, All casual. You're being detained. And I remember the officer that, that detained me, he's like, aren't you that guy from that TV show? Oh, exactly. Oh, shit. And he's like, this is what you end up to be? Uh, Trying to smuggle drugs to the States? Uh, smuggle a bag of you. That's what he said. And I told him, really? You really think if I would want to smuggle shit and I would just bring half a gram, you know? Yeah. It's like, come yeah. on, dude. Like, I totally forgot. If I knew I had it, I would have smoked it. And they detained me for 24 hours right there in the Puente Libre. Oh, yeah. And Crazy. they charged me 600 bucks. That was the most expensive gram in my life. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Moonrock and shit. That's a amazing story. It's a Moonrock. It was Moonrock. <laughs> All right, so the next question we got... It's from Tyler Crafton. Oh, shit, Mr. Tyler. I, I love that kid. I don't, I don't know him that well, but I love him. TK. <laughs> I TK. Uh, he asks, again, I'm just reading them as they put them. What is, uh, well, I'm going to add some words to just to make it make some sense, but most inf- uh, what's the most influential artist to inspire them? So as it gets to both of you. Myself. Huh. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Keep it simple. Myself. <laughs> if you're looking for inspiration, you got to look inside of you. Because only you know how much you're fucking up. Only you know how much you need. Only you know what you need to change. Only you know yeah. what you need to work on yourself. Only you know what's going on inside your own mind and shit. Don't get me wrong. There is inspirations that I that I, that I I follow. Like, but the main for example, you. it would be like KRS-One. Yeah, He's yeah. one of Fuck, them. Yeah. But... Other than that, I don't look to other artists to find inspiration. I, I simply just look at myself in the mirror, and I know what I need to change. I know where I'm lagging. I know what I need to move forward. And from there, I find the answers that one would find from inspiration. Yeah. Let's do it. I like that one. George? Well, I mean, as far as inspiration, 
music has always been an inspiration and, and music I can't itself. yeah music itself and I I was a type of kid that I liked every type of music I like hip I like rap I like heavy metal like I grew up in that that age when grunge was cool until oh, yeah. until Mervyn's turned grunge. <laughs> oh, they're so many like shirts it's funny because they they commercialized grunge so hard that like like there was a grunge section in yeah, Mervyn's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it was just commercial. it's just that commercialism, you know, like. That. Um, but shit. inspiration of I I read a lot. And what's funny is some guy that really inspired me because he just doesn't give a fuck was Charles Bukowski. Okay. And he wrote some fucking badass books and poems and he just was real. This motherfucker didn't have a fucking job and he was just trying to write. Just He was a postman, yeah, I believe, and a drunk graphic. ass. And a, yeah, yeah, graphic. A but you know what? Writer. He didn't give a fuck. And that, that inspires me. Yeah. I When I do what I do, I don't give a fuck. I go. And if I fuck up, then I fuck up, but I go. I fuck yeah. just... Just go, 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 go. go what I feel. I, I, I feel inspiration. Just things, yeah. Those yeah. same, those same just said. I heard him from RuPaul, and I was, I was partying with RuPaul after we oh, filmed shit. the show. We gotta hear this story. Uh-oh. <laughs> and RuPaul, fuck. And we were, we had just finished wrapping up the show, and RuPaul went. Well, he sent someone to kick everybody out the club. Yeah. He says, I want this club for the production. You know, all the production, the filmers, the uh, recording engineers, all these guys would go and we partied. And I was sitting next to RuPaul and talking about grunge. Um, I asked RuPaul, hey, what was it hanging out with Kurt Cobain? Oh, shit. <laughs> and he, he told me Kurt Cobain loved me, hate me, wanted to kill me. <laughs> but he was the most honest man that I kind of got to hang out with, you know. He was very bipolar, he said. Mm -hmm. And to hear these stories from someone that is still alive and lives certain experiences. He hated being famous. Touch with greatness there. He hated being famous. Yeah, I've talked about this maybe on the podcast before, but he has a, it's not a quote per se, but it was like, I guess, part of an interview. He it was in his shit. songs. Listen to his songs. He's yeah, talking he's, shit about the record industry in his songs. He says some shit Rape about... Rape me. Uh, yeah. Like, Raping him. But his, his, his goal, apparently, uh, at least in one interview, was that he... Because, I mean, he would fucking shoot up and shit. He wanted to... Like you said, rape me. But like, he wanted to make music. He liked music, but he wanted just to make... I think he said $3 million. He just, in other words, make enough... So where I can get Keep out playing. of it, no, oh, to get, get out, out of it, it. Okay. and just get his big house, hold himself up, and shoot up all it. <laughs> so like in other words, so I don't have to like steal for it. Let me just make this money so I can do what I really love. What I really want to do, get <laughs> just high. fucking yeah, get high. Which is to me, it sounds fucking crazy, but to to the listeners, it's gonna sound crazy. And you, but it'll make sense to you guys probably. But that's just beautiful. To me. That was hard. That was hard. I, that's I, just I actually. To me. I uh, had always heard of uh, rock stars dying because I grew up listening to all kinds of music. And I mean, you hear, you've heard all the stories like uh, Jim Morrison, yeah. Janis Joplin. Uh, They're visitors. You know, yeah. And then for it to happen when I was about to graduate high school, Kurt Cobain fucking oh, shoots yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like, that was high school shit. That was our guy. That was our guy. Shit, like, yeah. You know? 
And then later on, like the violence that happened with music, like with the rap stars, and all that, yeah. that was pretty fucking crazy too. Growing up with that, yeah, like seeing Tupac get killed, seeing Biggie, get killed, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> we lived through that shit. Yeah, right? we lived through that shit, and we saw it, and it was like, it was when, I mean, the internet was was booming, and 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 uh, and back then it was new that you can just turn on any freaking cable channel and get news immediately, like like. Yeah. That was new yeah. to us when we're when more. we're like growing up in the nineties, like ninety five, ninety six, like the early stages. I was in college when that happened, and and then the OJ trial happened during that oh, time, the 90s and then it yeah. just that changed the freaking world. <laughs> the nineties were nuts, man. <laughs> they were nuts. They're uh, nuts, nuts. People don't realize how it crazy was, the nineties. There's so much that happened in ten years that yeah. just surpassed us from the way we were in the past that yeah it, it, technology yeah. just technology violence yeah. i feel politics. like and it was all in our face it was all in our face yeah. on the tv soon in, you know paso in general is nuts as fuck soon soon people are going to boycott the internet i don't even watch tv yeah i don't even watch tv i don't watch tv the anymore. reason why is because th- th- it's going to get to a point where people they forget how to be humans yeah Simply, simply because technology is overpowering a lot of these things and emotions that we carry through these fucking portals of technology, and it's like artificial portals and shit. And at one point, uh, I'm sure it will happen where people are gonna just yeah. they're, they're gonna try to go back. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. back. Cycles. It's too much. Technology is gonna get general. too much where it's just it's gonna overpower yeah. a lot of things, which is already happening. Yeah, you'll have certain sex uh, come out of like motherfuckers that are just tired of that shit. Yeah, and it's just gonna grow and grow from there. Yeah, that that's something I actually I learned a lot from 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 myself, getting a lot of attention through social media after I became yeah. this and this and that and this. Oh, it you just saw it firsthand, man. It just it just it just it was too much. Like it's love, but it's also like what the fuck. Some of it's like too it, artificial. It kind of made me feel like someone else for a minute, you know. Yeah, but. It's part of the show. That too. And it's only good if you if you if if you're aware of this, because if you're not, you're you're only gonna get sucked into the whole perspective yeah. of the social media, the yeah. people's perspective, like or perception. I'm sorry of of you, but it's they only know, you know, one side of it. Exactly, and people just post the bright side. Exactly, exactly, and that's what people do in general on social media. Is just, oh, I'm here doing this, this, and that, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not the full person. You know what I mean? So that shit's, yeah, that's fucking true. So yeah, that's crazy, man. <laughs> We're gonna start to revolt. Like, fuck internet, go back to yeah. simpler times. But it's also pretty fucking addictive, too, man. Shit, I'll be the first to say that. And that's actually something last year on New Year's, one of my New Year's resolution was that I'm, I'm not going to have a phone Dope. throughout 2019. Oh shit, that's dope. And to this day, I mean, I haven't had a phone since the year started. I need two more months. Oh, for real? And I'll, I'm his phone. And I'll, <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll get through this. I was I was wondering, man. Was like, like I'm out of reach. Like, nobody could get a hold of me right now. Dope, dope, dope. This is the closest guy that they well, could see, get See, I fucking created a group chat. <laughs> I only used Instagram because I saw him on there. I was like, and talked to both of them. It's like, there's like no interaction from fucking Inks and shit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, even, I'll be honest with you, I mean, you know, uh, the fucking, the motherfuckers that run the world, they don't, they, they'll tell you. Even, I think, who was it, Jobs, one of these motherfuckers were like, 
I don't let my kids get on any of that shit because they're the ones that created it, but they know the harms of it. Uh, you know, you, you know, like I think I've heard of uh, Dana White, you know, the mm-hmm. CEO of uh, UFC and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He has a flip phone, like you know, that, from what I've read. But the motherfuckers that run shit, they don't even they even know like the harms of social media and technology. So they don't let their children like nah nah. Yeah, this is for these fucking peasants over here, <laughs> for us. Us fucking lab rats and shit. That is pretty much a, a rat race. Exactly. Last question, man. This is coming from again Facebook. Game. That's the that's the Rolling Rocks falling hard. Wow. Uh, you really question. splurged on the Rolling Rocks. <laughs> Are those cheaper hey, than Tecate? <laughs> they, dude, they're cheaper than PBR. Wow. Hey, this fucking okay. you got you oh, got this fucking equipment okay. here, all this shit. It's agua Dude, bendita. I fucking my shit. Like I'll give you the short version. I used to make okay money, and then oh, thank you for I got bringing us. A I got in trouble with the law. Now I buy rolling rocks. <laughs> now I'm, now I make shit money. Yeah, oh, it's okay. <laughs> but question, but hey, like we said, we just keep getting back up, and it doesn't matter. We're resourceful. But the uh, the question is question for Rick. It says. How did you, and we've talked about it a little bit about the show and whatnot, Skin Wars. Uh, how did you stay so focused and true to your art throughout the whole reality style of the show? Not thinking about it. Not thinking about it. Okay. The more I would think about it, the more I would actually get sucked into the yeah. spectrum of the script and what they're trying to do with us, you know? And I found that halfway through the show, and yeah. I realized that the more I think about it, the more I'm fucking up. Yeah, yeah. You get inside your own head. Yeah, so I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go and I'm just improvise. And that's something that I am good at. And I just Dope. I just go and I just break the ice, you know, and keeping my mind on 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 the right track. I was just there to paint. Yeah. I was just there to prove myself. I was not there to be the best. Yeah. I was just there to just do what I'm good at and break it down. So pretty much what got me through was not thinking about it. Okay, so let me take it a step further on the question. Not thinking about it, but what helped you not thinking about it? How did you, because it's hard, you can't. How did you not think about it? Yeah, how (laughs) do you, like just to say you're not thinking about it, it's already you're thinking about it. So how did you not think about it? Or how did you escape that shit? You know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the whole show is about making art. And the best art that I've made has come without having to think about plan so the more i plan things out the the shittier they get so i I, through experience i learned that i'm better off just fucking just cutting my mind short and not thinking about it till it's time there you know it's like your time starts now you know and there's challenges that we had 30 minutes there's challenges that we had three hours Mm -hmm. 10 hours so the fact that I didn't think about it, I was just I was just bouncing, you know, bouncing, 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 and then that just got me through the whole rhythm of the show. Yeah. Because I would see people think a lot, overthink, overthink. They would just break their head so hard that by the time that they had to execute and get down, they were already fried. They were fried from a lot of fucking thoughts that they would think, you know, and. That's what just cut. I just, I went vice versa, and I just did the opposite. Yeah, I think that happens a lot in life. People just overthink oh, yeah. life. 
And you we, have to catch yourself. We we've been like messing around with the saying, "No pasa nada." <laughs> oh, <laughs> no pasa nada. nada. Do whatever it. you want. No pasa nada. It doesn't matter. I think I saw do like it. A, isn't there like a mural of that shit? <laughs> I saw some letters on a wall that said something. Angster's tattooed one of my boys. No pasa nada on his arm. Yeah. Porque no pasa nada. No pasa nada. We're going to call the episode that shit. No pasa nada. Exactly. Yeah, man. Well, that's the last question, man. We're about to wrap it up. Uh, nah, fuck that. Just keep going. Let's keep, keep going, going, man. Shit, talk right, to yeah. you. Come Tell on, us, give man. me another story. That's the whole point about the podcast. Should we you do know? a dab? Give me another story. <laughs> Chad, I, I can't. I'll die. I'll die. Uh, uh, now, see, the, the, just a quick question. What, what do you What do you get out of this? Why do you Why do you Why do you do what you do? Why do you are so interested on the stories of people? It's too uh, It's too chronicle the men. It's uh, It's like you know. It's uh, recording history, man. You know what I'm saying? So because people, like you said, like we said earlier, there's a bunch of reasons, but the, one of the main ones, you know, they only see what they see on TV or streaming. Or the cheese may they hear. And that and social media. But let's get down to the nitty gritty. The real. You know, yeah. what makes people tick and, and, and all of that. And when you record it, there's a beauty to it to me because, you know, you get to the, the actual... Like you said, nitty gritty of it, and you're so, on the spot. Yeah, and it's you know it's just uh, there's been times where I've had guests on, and then after we record, you know one of their friends, like best friends, will say, "I never even knew that shit about this food." Oh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I never even knew that shit about my own best friend. That's crazy that you like, you know, you guys talked about that, and I'm like. That's 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 the main reason, man. Because because you know we have details about our life, and you know this is only uh, you know we're at an hour and twenty minutes and shit or whatever. Uh, there's more to it than that, but at the very least, let's record it, chronicle it. It's like having a back in the days, you had motherfuckers that had libraries and shit. Yeah, this yeah. is part of this is like a library and shit. History okay. got over a hundred episodes of fucking crazy ass stories. Uh, you know people that. Make the world go round, which I, that's why I look at you guys like, you know what I'm saying? Like movers and shakers and shit. So, what, what I want to say is that uh, ever since I met Inks and, and became a visionary and, and became friends with the visionaries and brothers, those guys are my brothers. Yeah. Here in El Paso, uh, the, the DJs were all very competitive. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to like, I don't want to talk smack about like our whole yeah. community of DJs, but I feel that when we're competing against each other, sometimes we don't inspire each other. Yeah. And when I met Anks and, and the Visionaries, because they weren't competing against me, because yeah. they have their own art, yeah. everybody has their own forte, they inspired me. Yeah. They inspired me just to be more creative, just to express myself and... Not to give a fuck, just yeah. to do what just you feel. Create, give, give and, it away. And I kind of, I want to bring that back to the DJ community. Let's, let's yeah. inspire each other. Let's help each other out. Let's and not be all caught and up not be all like ah, oh, exactly yeah. shit talking about others. I, 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 mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I know who I am. Waste of time. I know who I am. And then like when I hear some cheese bear or some bullshit, I just yeah, blow it off. If you're competing, that means you're worried about. What uh, somebody else's? Yeah. I like to get inspired. I like to be like, wow, that motherfucker, that, yeah. that, you killed it right there. Yeah. How did how did he do that? People right? look at other competition. Basically, means like uh, you're worried. 
that this other person or entity is a threat to you. Mm-hmm. When you're securing yourself, there is no competition. It's just yeah. you're just you're just existing and doing. And, and I think it's healthy though. Competition's healthy. Always. Yeah, I'm not against it per se, but you have to have a, a pure mind and heart about it. You know what I mean? When but, it's about destroying shit, destruction, that's to me is not. That's a problem. Different. That's a problem in El Paso, you know. And crabs in a bucket shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a small town with a big time mentality, you know. Somos un pueblo. Yeah. You know, somos nada. But there's a lot of talent here, but there's not a lot of unity. That's true, yeah. There's not a lot of unity. There's not a lot of people actually uh, sharing knowledge, you know. And I like to share everything that I know. Because simply, if I teach you everything that I know step by step, you will never, never do it like I do it. Exactly. That's true you too. could do it better or you could do it worse, but you will never do it like I do it. And that's style. Yeah. So if you have a style, you got nothing to worry about. There's only one you, there's only one, you know what I'm saying, world peace. I, I do want to give a shout out to one of my best mentors and what's funny is that i see his sticker on your on what your computer bobby or? yeah bobby <laughs> i, I mean we're I we're brothers we're, we're lnsc brothers but but that guy uh from the beginning when we first met he uh i remember we we're like just messing around spinning at my dad's house and and uh i had a computer yeah. and he had just finished doing some festival Ooh. this was before neon desert and all that yeah. and uh he we just bonded, and right. what he did is he loaded a USB of music on my computer and just said, "Here, mess around with that music, see what you feel, Shit see what." Songs, and I remember putting that folder, and I was just like, "Wow!" This, I what I liked about Bobby is he was never selfish. He was never trying to hide how to be a badass DJ. And then one day, yeah. one time, we were hanging out here at my house, and he called in sick to work. <laughs> and he said, "We're gonna work on you all day." And, and nice. he made me the dojo. Yeah, he like I was mixing, and he'd be like, "Ah, rewind that. Look, this is where you fucked up here." This, and he taught me fundamentals. Holy shit, I know that. Shit. And he also taught me how to break the rules. <laughs> like there was fundamentals that I had already learned through other DJs, and yeah. they're just rules. They're just outro rules and timing and all that. Time is big. And Bobby said, "Fuck all that." <laughs> if you want to mix out of a song, three minutes out, mix three minutes out. Just be on point. Just yeah, yeah, the mix be on right. it. Yeah, yeah. And don't wait for the fucking song to almost end. If you if you don't feel it, fucking mix out of it. Just keep yeah. the groove going. And what I, the reason why I always tell Bobby that he's my mentor and, and I give him a shout out is that he was never selfish with the knowledge. That's what it's about. And he said, it's whatever you do with it. I'm, I can teach you so much, but you're the guy behind the decks yeah. you know and i've just noticed with other djs they were selfish with their knowledge bobby was never selfish yeah it's dope and it goes back to what because he had brought up karis one dude i know he came recently I, I didn't go to that show seen him several times but and i he did a lecture but he did a like when he came in like an old five he performed first and did a lecture after and i'm trashed and he came we went to camino real fucking uh you know, he did a did a conference room in there. Mm-hmm. He spoke for two hours, bro. And I can't tell you, I can't remember every little thing because I was trash. But the main thing he said, I even posted about it on Facebook. He just said, "Give it away. Give yeah. it away. Like, don't be cut off. No, there's nothing wrong yeah. with uh, charging for away. shit. But there's That's a true. beauty in 
sharing. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't be threatened about fucking recording oh. secrets and shit. Like, who gives a fuck? What, what's going to happen? <laughs> it's, it's whatever die, right? comes out of the speakers and the guy behind the decks. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter. Whatever who it is, got though, in what, life yeah. in general. Exactly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, for all the listeners that are tuning in, you know, if I could give some sort of advice. Yeah, please. It would be, uno no es profeta en sus propias tierras. Mm-hmm. One is not a prophet in his own land. Yeah. And then simply people just try to your 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 own your own village is not trying to they don't want you to get out of this village. They don't exactly. want you to move on. They don't want you to get out of here. They just they just want you to get stuck here, you know? So just gotta get out get out and live and experience different things, you know. You can't get stuck in one thing. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That's what I've seen a lot in a lot of El Paso talent, that they are the best. Big fish, small pond. In El Paso. Big fish, small pond, man. I yes, told sir. I told the uh, hip hop artists that I've used to manage, like, don't get caught up in that shit, dog. Nope. In your mind, you gotta look, think of uh, who's your favorite MC. Try to live, do that. You know what I'm saying? Don't think about trying to beat the best you know, rapper in El Paso. So same. So it's not about competition per se, but just mentally. Well, it is a competition within yourself. That's what I'm saying. So don't, but you can use things as little tools to, to help motivate yourself. But don't, don't just put the bar at your little, your city. You know what I'm saying? Go bigger. It's a huge world out there. You know what I'm saying? You got to love yourself. That too. That too. Before you try to love someone else. That too. You might have what it takes to help someone else. But if you're not applying it to yourself, you're not going over. You, right. you got to live with you till the end of. Your life, so you gotta fucking love you. Love yourself, dude. I've talked about this even last night about this shit. Where it's like, you know, it sounds like because I'm I'm considered an asshole by a lot of people, blah blah blah. But what I tell motherfuckers, you're a sweetheart, motherfucker. Nah, he's an asshole. I'm an asshole. That's what they say. I don't think I'm an asshole. But I tell motherfuckers, you know what, man? I love you, man. I'll tell my own family. I fucking love you. I love you. I love you. But you know what, man? Don't don't take it the wrong way. I love myself way more. Exactly. Not in a mean way. It's just like I'm no good to nobody else if I don't fucking love myself first. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And a very simple thing. I love myself way more than anybody else. A very simple thing that goes a long way is talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tell yourself, hey man, you look good today. You yeah. look good. You look better than yesterday. I think I do too don't much. lie to yourself. Be true. No, to yourself. Yeah, 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 that too. I feel like a lot of people. Yeah, they just they, they run away from their problems. You know, lie to girls. Well, one one thing <laughs> one thing I did learn from George is it's. It's like every problem in life, it's like it's a fire. And whenever that problem comes up, you turn that fire off quick right there and then. Because if you don't, it grows. It grows and it gets to a point where you can't can't turn off that fire no more, you know. But you had the time to fix that problem. Yeah. That's what we did in Austin. When our shit got stolen, we could have gotten all sad and come back home and been like, oh, our trip got ruined. Our shit got (laughs) stolen. You know what I told us, dude? No pasa nada, wey. We fucking bought the equipment back and the next day made the fucking money again. What's the name of the Church episode? To San Antonio. And, That's yeah. the name of the episode. No and we're going nada. back. We have some gigs. We're going to go back next month. Uh, we have some tattoo gigs. We have some... We're probably going to be playing at... Uh, I mean, we are going to be playing at Perfect 10. It's a strip club over there. Oh, we did that here in El Paso at Dreams. It was really exciting. That was nice. I saw them pictures. Uh, that was uh, nice. Angst painted like what? Like eight girls that yeah. day? And, 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 and I got to DJ. And I had never DJed in a, in a strip club environment. And, I saw them pictures. And I, and I was just like... It, it's a different... 
animal because we got the guy announcing and and, and the breaks have to be every like three minutes and 30 seconds and it yeah. was cool. I like I like always being put in a challenge where yeah, different environment. We're professionals. Adapt. We're professionals. I've always yeah. wanted to do Step that. What well, we did at Dreams. I've always hey, wanted to do. Let interrupt real quick. You guys keep talking. I gotta take a piss. Let's keep going though. Well, yeah. Is that, is that the only restroom in your room? Or? No, uh, there's, right there's one right there. You can take the elevator well, to the third floor. The elevator by the study. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go down the hall. But yeah, now we're here. Now we're here without our facilitator. Damn, we haven't slept like in the fucking past. No, I, I took, I, I slept all night. What are you talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> You're full of shit. All right. I'm just tripping out on his, I love his stickers. I mean, we got Bobby there from That's my LNSC. Friend. Bridget. And then we got um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> and then what is that gorilla pop-ups? What does that mean? I don't know, and I don't care. I like that he has Thundercats, too, because he's like, I grew up with Thundercats. You know Calimán? Calimán, no. Las profecías de Calimán. ¿Qué es eso? It used to be a comic. Oh, okay. A comic, Calimán. Tenía un dicho que decía, sabiduría y paciencia. Okay. And I'll show you later, and my dad would collect these comics, Calimán, and this guy... Era un santo, güey. Se parecían así los, los cómics de Capulina. Ándale. Como yeah, esos yeah. así chiquitos. Around, around, the, around the same time. See, that's another thing. I, I'm really into graphic novels. I'm into <laughs> comics. No, no, no. Not, not porno or anything. No. Like that. I don't know. But, uh, Why did you go like, porno? I know what graphic novels are. Well, I mean, you gave me a little smile. <laughs> no, like, I think I pictured Danielle Steele. No, no, no. But some and of these... Manga, I, I, no, no, no. Well, I actually used to read manga. And... Yeah. Manga's pretty graphic. I mean, okay. you see titties and pussy uh, and, and... Talking about titties and pussy, man. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when, we, when we did Good, that... Great segue. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, listen. I had a, Linda, listen. I've always had, Linda. I've, I've always had this idea of doing a, a body paint show at Strict Club, right? <laughs> I told George about it. He made it happen within a In week. In a day. Oh. No, 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 no. We had an appointment the same day. The same day. He's like, we were talking and, and he's like, oh, can, we, can, we get, can we get in the strip club? And I go, hold on, let me call my dude. And you called the owner. And I go, hey, can you meet with us right now? He's like, yeah, come by. And we just went that fucking day. <laughs> and the, by the next week, we had a show. And the reason why I wanted to have a show at a strip club, it was I wanted to make it more of an put more of a spotlight on the dancers mm. you know because people go to the strip club to see ass and tits you know yeah they don't they don't read they don't appreciate the workout oh, the yeah. art of they what it is to be oh, a dancer on that you don't really want to yeah. get yeah. to know the girls it's, it, it, it's oh, an art work on that shit. No, it's an art that. you know so training it is i respect i respect all the adult entertainers it's a very hard business um it's entertainment, and that's why entertainment, dancing, and uh, a lot of people look at it as a sexual thing and all that. Like it's entertainment, it is, but it's also it but takes, it's entertainment. But, it's yeah. entertainment. It's uh, still a craft. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's the world's oldest profession, right? Is that what they say? Even mentally, you have to overcome a lot of shit. Yeah, it be actual sex or dancing because you're in front of people and shit. Yeah, and I and I respect them. You know, it it's an art, and by painting them, you're just putting more of a highlight of their piece of art you know yeah. and they're doing that's dope. they're doing something good and they're doing something that they're good at and soon we're going to be traveling and we're going to be doing Damn. shows like this 
strip clubs are all around the world and That'd be dope. Yeah. one day I mean, yeah one we're day going we're back be, next month we're gonna be awesome. in let's amsterdam do, let's do podcast about it <laughs> absolutely absolutely one day we're gonna be in amsterdam or all over the world no we are <laughs> yeah, no. we're taking this worldwide fuck one, fuck um, one day we're, we're, it's done we're doing we're doing it you got, you got cigarettes there now mm-hmm. hey i was gonna ask you what do you think your your homie meant when he left right now what he said i don't know no, i don't give a fuck ah uh, he, he looked impacted about that shit though i don't know he was listening to a, what i was talking maybe i think he, it was something good he, like, he, he heard something that he might have Never taken the wrong way. Or I don't know. Can you go away? No sé. Nobody said it stayed with him. ¿Cómo se dice? Yeah. Que se me se me quedó. Maybe it was positive. Well, what you, what you said was something that. Like it fucking, yeah. Because I was asking him like, hey, give a shout out for your own self. He's like, he was ignoring me. He's like, no, like what you what you said was like it fucking hit him. Some some shit you said. So again, when you ask me my question, why we'll I do this? We'll have to ask him. <laughs> I'm just saying when you ask me why I do this, he would. He never told you that before. Right? I'm saying, Let like, me tell you the know. funniest story about Alexis, the guy that you're talking about right now. That's it. Okay. He, um, we were at the tattoo convention. What is? Oh, And then um, we went with one of our one of our boys, one of the visionaries, Adrian. And he kidnapped Adrian. Oh, <laughs> he kidnapped him all day, and we didn't see Adrian. I thought Adrian was lost. I was like, dude, I haven't seen him all day. Like, like, like the whole tattoo commission, and Alexis took him out, and they went. Partying. Partying. They had a great time too. Who's? I, I should have asked this earlier, but we'll uh, we'll do it now. Uh, who started the Visionaries? What the fuck? The Visionaries. I've heard about. I mean, shit. The Visionaries the came shows, from but. from two guys, Edgar and Victor. And then I was the third, the third member. That was six years ago. Okay. That we started the collective. And part of being in this collective is there's no, there's no. We don't jump people, and we don't. Oh, you, you are visionary. You know what I'm saying? Like, simply, you just gotta put something to to benefit the boat. You get tattooed. Oh, yeah. You know, you just. <laughs> what can you bring to the table? Yeah. How can you make this better? And world peace came through. He got sexed in. And he's he's only DJ. Well, there's another another music producer, Rituals, but it's just the visionaries we have from MCs to story writers to tattoo artists to architects to dancers to poets to you know it's like a circus you know and it's a beautiful thing you know it's something that it's just it's just a big it's just a big thought that generates inspiration upon others that look at us and how come I can't be like that? Yeah, well, you can yeah, be yeah, like that, course. you know? It's just, yeah. all it takes is just another visionary to wake your ass up, you know? Yeah. I, I get stoked by uh, most of the guys, the visionaries are amazing artists. They're the best at what they do, Amazing man. artists. And then okay. I, I I can't draw for shit. I can draw a little. <laughs> but I, like I, can draw, I can draw a fucking watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were talking about getting a watermelon yeah. tattoo. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tattoo a watermelon on myself because that's the only man. thing I know how to draw. That's racist, man. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> anyway, let me ask you this then. Because uh, the one thing that's, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to know you through this shit. Uh, I've always admired motherfuckers. Of course, we're on the border and shit. But you're fucking pretty articulate. Obviously, Spanish, English, you know what I'm saying? Valemos por dos. That shit's dope. How do you, how did that happen? Because I know 
motherfuckers that have lived here forever, but they're from Mexico and they're English. Because we actually, we actually you work at it. We that no, work? we actually when, grew up in Juarez and here in both I know, places. I know, I there's know people that just grew up here that. that never been to Juarez. No, but I know people that work done both and they still. A little chappy. Ah, That's actually, <laughs> is that a refusal? Is it because of a pride that they don't want don't to know. learn the shit, or they're lazy? Because the, you're pretty articulate. In that's both, that's huh? one of the reasons. You gotta that be I, proud that I actually became an artist. Because when I came to the states, I went to school. I was not good with English, and I couldn't even communicate myself with words. I yeah. felt like I didn't have yeah. nothing to prove with words. You know, I didn't have the skill. Yeah. But I remember this story when I was in high school and I would always hate speech class. Yeah. All right, go up to the class and talk about your your thing, you know, and I told the professor, you know what? I can't explain myself with words. Can I just draw on the chalkboard? Oh, yeah. Can I draw what I feel? Dope. Can I draw what I feel inside? And and that was more of a people who actually understood me yeah. from my visuals. So yeah. Art was always something that it's a language, you know, just like music, just like whatever, you know, it's just necessarily the words are not my forte. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not the type of dude to be doing podcasts, for example. Uh, you know? but, you, but you speak well, man. Uh, well, now I do, you know, but it made me who I am now. You know, I had to learn the hard way. And how did you learn? Did you make an effort to fucking learn shit? Um, I didn't do an effort. It was more natural than anything, you Silk know. It, it, it just, it but just, you were like a sponge, though. It seems like. Yeah, it, I've always been a sponge. Some I people just, are like, nah, <laughs> I don't want. Yeah, I don't want to learn. They take pride in not learning shit. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's. I always yeah. look out for the quietest guy in the room. All right, right, right. You know, that's something that I've always taken in. You know, just lay back and study your surroundings and know who you're, who you're dealing with. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I've never been someone to talk a lot. Oh yeah, man, shit. Shit, yeah, we're fucking, we got some good time, man. I'm, All I'm right. Pushing on two hours. Any plugs, any thank yous, any shout outs, any... Well, plugs to fucking LNSC, the best fucking underground crew here in El Paso. Late night social club. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, Ten years and going. Still yeah, fuck yeah. bringing the best show. underground shows to town, bringing stuff that people would never even be exposed to unless LNSC was bringing it to true, town. True. Like... like that's big. That's Fucking big for huge. me. Being part of them is big to me. People don't like, realize how big that is. Though. No, it's it's we're in, we're we're introducing people like to Fucking acts world, and stuff. World renowned, yeah, Fucking world renowned DJs. DJs, huh? Yeah, it's and then being around those people when when they play and just hanging out with them and then just hearing their story. Yeah. Uh, it just it, it's inspiration in itself. Like, oh, yeah. uh, got to meet about those locals this year, and I think. Uh, that's Lee Burridge was one of the most inspirational guys you met probably like yeah we were talking with him and he just was just Boom. on point about just life and just like Some real just shit real shit man oh yeah, oh yeah any any uh, anything else you want the listeners to to know or anything else you want to say man before um, we wrap it up yeah before we wrap it up don't let nothing that we just talked about decide or make something out of this you know yeah. We're nothing. We're nothing. No, we're just take we're, it for what it is. Yeah, just just we're real. just 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 take yourself in a different in a different manner. You know, take take yourself like if 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 you had a kid and it's you, see it upon like that. You know, just 
work on yourself don't let people fucking get you down don't even don't let people tell you what to do yeah do whatever the every fuck day you want. every day is a vacation <laughs> when you like your occupation yeah i know you're a rapper sure. too dog. for sure all right this is inks tuning out oh yeah this is sweet jesus radio thank you for playing boom roll peace out sweet jesus radio